Hello world, huh? The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Weir has won the Masters. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen anything like that? The wait is over for Canadian fans, and the dream is now a reality for Brooke Henderson. And Corey Connors' day indeed has arrived. He's a winner on the PGA Tour. A clutch up and down for Mackenzie Hughes. Oh, my goodness. Time for... The Golf Show with Brent Gunning and Sam McKee. Many doubted we'd ever see it, but here it is. The return to glory on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Golf Show here, Brent Gunning, Sam McKee, fired up to be with you. A weird week in the world of golf, if I'm being honest. You know, anytime the world's best gather for a tournament, we're always excited but the Olympics are here, and not all the world's best are there. But we still got a decent leaderboard shaping up. It's just a weird feel for me. I'll bring on my co-host now, Sam McKee. McKee, I know you uh, you enjoyed a lot more of the Olympic golf than you expected to <laughs> last night. Uh, yeah. What have you made of the first couple days of the tournament? For me, it's been a lot of catching, kind of peaks and glances. But it just it just has such an awkward feel after we've been used to big crowds at majors and and the the less sterile environment we were used to from last year. Yeah, it uh before I get into that, um hi hi Brent. Uh, Hello. It's nice it's nice to hear your voice. Uh it was nice to host good show with you yesterday. So, uh, I'm excited to do four more hours of radio with your lovely face wearing your uh real ones no shirt on our little G chat here. Um can you still wear that after the Kawhi So, day, uh, so it's funny. I was wearing it out uh wow, really peeking the curtain here. Uh slept in this shirt. Haven't changed uh, the <laughs> show today. So, yeah, this was the shirt I was wearing out and about yesterday and I said, I'm like, "Hmm, can I still wear it after the Kawhi thing? But if anyone comes up to me and says, oh, real ones, no. What's that? I just tell them, hmm, not a real one. And then we move Bang. on with our day. So Bail. perfect. Ether so, done. And uh, just a little weather update for any of our fellas or, fellas or ladies that are heading out to the golf course this morning. It's chilly out there. It's 13 degrees. I, I stepped out my front door with yeah. uh, with my infant son. Woo, had to get the parka going. Like It yeah. was chilly. So... I, you know, this is one of my favorite jokes, and it's one of my favorite things that, you know, as soon as August hits in Ontario, it's it's now fall, and fall has arrived. <laughs> fall has arrived. So if you're heading out to the track this morning, you may need a sweater, maybe even consider pants. So, uh, and it's going to be, I think it's supposed to get maybe a little rainy this afternoon, a little later on, but if you're heading out now, you should be able to get your rounded, no problem. So uh, text us always, like you do, 590-590, where you're teeing it today. Uh, I'd love to hear about that. I love to, guess what? We're hosting the golf show. I love hearing about people playing golf. So Oh, we were we were hosting a good show yesterday and you did the digging that one of our guests was playing golf and so we have oh, yeah. to talk to him about Luke Fox club. we had at we the got, Toronto we Hunt Luke, Club. We sh- we should have got Duke Fox on the show to talk about that experience, how that was, Mr. Fancy Pants. But yeah, so uh great uh great morning for golf. Uh, yeah, and we can I'll, I'll circle back to your question about the Olympics. Well, hold on, hold on. You touched on something there that just just takes a takes us into a peak in the golf soul. For those of you who don't know, mm. the way you talked about wearing pants, like it was having to do twenty years at Shawshank. It's like you you might have to wear pants out on the course. You hate it. You are a stringent or strident no pants guy out there. I love it. Well, here's the thing. I I think that you can look more. I think you look more stylish. If you're wearing pants and I've done the the thing now where I go for the kind of the tapered bottom look on the golf course. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's not necessarily like the sweatpant look because, you know, I'm not playing at Tam O'Shanter or whatever, you know, some guys you see out there <laughs> rocking interesting outfits or whatever. I'm not like Mr. Strict when it comes to, you know, I wear a collared shirt, I wear shorts, but like I like the tapered pant look and I feel like you can look way more stylish. I love when the guy like cool golf guys that wear like cool Nikes and have like the tapered pant look and a nice pair of white socks or whatever, a nice hat. It looks crisp, but I just don't really like the feeling of wearing, pants. I, was gonna say, I don't like wearing pants. I'm not wearing pants right now. How's that? Um, <laughs> the wonders of working from home. Derek wouldn't like it very much if I was in the studio not wearing pants, but I, I think you look better when you wear them, but I think shorts is much more comfortable and I am a strict short guy. I'll, I'll push it. Last, last year when we played at Copetown Woods uh, in November, I wore shorts and a t-shirt. Remember that? How incredible yep. that was? 
So uh, and we had I a buddy wearing shorts. long johns the exact same day. So yeah. uh, it goes showing different everybody. It's 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 funny with me. I can never commit. It's just like just like when you got that that testy flop shot, you got to go over a bunker or something. It's all about commitment. You have to own it. And I always do the oh, I know it's going to be 20 by the time I'm on hole 12. I know it's going to be, but I can just never convince myself to do it. Then I'm always wearing pants going, man, it's hot. Wish I had some shorts on. So I guess what I'm saying here is, you know, wear the pants if you want to. But if there's ever any doubt going back and forth of if it's going to be cold, early, hot later, wear the shorts. Well, you will not regret it. But those, it's always those first two holes where you're yep. like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? And then – after that, you can be like, oh, yeah, I knew it was good. But then you're back of your mind. You're like, you know what? Uh, I probably could have done pants. We just got a text uh, on my way to play 18 at Woodington Lakes, Colin from Bolton. So enjoy that, Colin. We'll, uh, you know, here's the thing. Go out there. Guess what? It doesn't matter what you shoot. It doesn't matter. You know, just play fast. Play well. Enjoy yourself. You know, I don't know if they'll be selling beers yet. I feel like they sell beers at nine these days, right? Is that is that correct? I do, but I do believe that's the one thing me and the premier can agree it's, on is that <laughs> beer can be sold at nine. I believe. Yes. It, it's Saturday morning. Go out there, like I said, Caesar, play, maybe. Enjoy yourself. Play well. Play fast. Smile. Don't take yourself too seriously. So enjoy it. You and I, you and I played that track. I think it was two summers ago. They have two loops there, and we played one of them. I can't remember what it was. Are you sure uh, we did that? I don't I'm remember almost positive. Yeah, because you know what? I'm remembering it now because we ran into an old gym teacher of mine, uh, Mr. Right. Teasdale, who yes. was running the carts out I there. That. So uh, up out of Woodington Lakes, uh, Mr. Teasdale. Uh, wow, I'm a grown man. Don't have to call you Mr. anymore. Teasdale, if you're out there running the carts, uh, enjoy it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, all right. Olympic golf tournament. Uh, we should probably uh, get into that. It has felt weird, right? Like, it's not just oh, me yeah. in the middle of the night. You know, you have a lot of big stars there, but there's a lot of big stars missing as well. Even the grandstands, they just look, they've got that weird, like, Olympic purple, not a color you see often in golf. Also, why do they have grandstands up if there's no people? I understand when the Rocket Mortgage does it because they got to get their sponsorship up. We know it's the Olympics. They don't need to plaster it with the rings everywhere. Feels like you're really kind of losing an opportunity to shine a light on how beautiful I'm sure that golf course is if you didn't have all that stuff up there. Yeah, I've been – it's it's hard to, to watch it because, you know, it's at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, I like to go to bed early. So I'm sitting here on my couch. i got a very comfortable couch. And I'm sitting here, <laughs> and I'm trying to watch it. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. Like, it's amazing to have this golf on. But it's just so subdued, Gunner. It's so like it's too serene. Like I'm, I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, this is so relaxing to watch. You know, the the, the Olympic, the, the people who are calling it are ta- talking in hushed tones, and it's just like people you've never heard before. They're all golf. English. Yeah, and they're just it's hushed tones, and it's at eleven at night, and it feels very weird. But what we've got here going into Sunday is an incredibly stacked leaderboard, right? Like you look at the names mm-hmm. that are at the top of the list, but I will agree that it's felt weird. The course, it's just, I think the big thing is, and you brought it up in your little open there before I completely derailed the conversation. The Going from the last sort of competitive golf we watched, I know there was a tournament between the open and this, but going from the open, which was so intense with all the fans and, you know, having Colin Morikawa play the way he did and having all the storylines of that and, you know, the fans loud and just it being these pressure packed moments in prime, not prime time, but like, you know, 10 in the morning on a sun, like everybody's watching. It feels like it's so important to going to an Olympic golf tournament where it's just like, yeah, this is weird. This feels like, you know, uh, a club championship at, you know, a, a course in Toronto. It's just a really weird sort of feeling, but I don't know. The question I'll ask you is, and you know, it's, it's been a bit of a birdie fest, but do you get the feeling that these guys are feeling pressure at all? Because I really get the feeling that watching these guys play, and I know it's an Olympic medal on the line, and, you know, a Sunday when they're like, holy crap, I got a chance to win this is different than the the, the first three days. But I really feel like up to this point, Gunner, there hasn't been a ton of pressure on these guys just because of all those points that I laid out. Depending on the guy, I think. I think if it, Hideki Matsuyama can't not be feeling pressure. 
I know he ha- he oh, won yeah. the Masters, so he's playing with house money. But at the end of the day, all that that did was up the expectations for him. Like they were going to look at him as a medal hopeful heading into this, but then he goes and wins the Masters in the Olympic year, and it just completely raises what's expected of him. So he's feeling the pressure. I don't know how he couldn't be a guy like Paul Casey. This would be the biggest win in his career, and we're starting to get to the point where there's not going to be the bigger one lurking around the corner. Like, Paul Casey is still in the mix. He'll get a Masters. You think think him? He's always at the top. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Just for you. Just for you. Who gets the Masters first, Paul Casey or from Northern Ireland, Rory McIlroy? I I mean, Casey, I think. Casey's been knocking (laughs) on the door more often, no? Feels like he's in the top five every year at the Masters. One of these times is going to break through. I feel like that's the one he'll get. But anyways, no, I, I, you know, I was saying to you when we before we started that this is kind of a golf nerd's dream leaderboard. Like it's, oh, I yeah. wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say it's crossing over to like the normal. And guess what? If you're not a real golf fan, you're not watching this. Like it's not well, like so- the casual guy who's like, I watch the Masters is like, I'm staying up till midnight to watch quiet golf. Like there's no <laughs> way a casual fan's watching this. So the thing that's a little frustrating about that for me is, look, when you and, – and we go through this – I mean, the only sport we don't really go through this with is Olympic hockey because we just treat it like it's a Leafs broadcast or an NHL broadcast. But for all – if you're a fan of track, you're watching a track broadcast, and I'm sure they're talking about stuff that you're sitting there going, I, yeah, I, I know. Like, he's Usain Bolt. He's very fast. Yeah. We don't need to be talking. And for Olympic golf, it is much of the same thing. Think about how much more interesting this broadcast could be. And look, again, it's the Olympics. They're not doing this for me. They're doing this for a more general, a more yeah, worldwide, correct. a more audience of sport. But, I mean, we always talk about how great the Fox coverage was of the U.S. Open. Imagine they had, uh, what was his name, Ken Brown out there, and he's doing all the different things with all the holes and showing you all the different contours and all the different green complexes. That's the thing that I think for me – was really missing because it it does feel subdued and it's going to feel subdued. It's just without the fans on the course, it's going to have that feel. You have the announcers you're not as familiar with. It's going to have that feel. But I think if there was a way to kind of let us in, teach us more about the course, uh, I, I, I was, somebody was throwing out on Twitter all of these great architectural pictures, old pictures and new pictures of the par threes at this place yesterday. And they're beautiful. They are they're amazing. breathtaking. That's what but stuck on, out to me. But on the broadcast, it, it's almost a like, yeah, if you want to look at it, great. It's there. We're not going to go into it. And it just feels like at an event where, and I get it. Again, I totally understand it. You want to make sure the golf fan from Colombia who's cheering for Sebastian Munoz yeah. gets to see their guy. I want to see Mac Hughes and Corey Connors, and they've done a decent job of that so far. So I totally understand where you have to spend the real estate kind of, you know, it's going to go to showing golf shots as opposed to explaining the place. But that's the thing. I feel like in a big golf tournament, especially at, you know, be it, you know, maybe if it's at a place like Wingfoot, I think to the last U S open, we hadn't been there in so long. So much of the first two rounds of the broadcast is just, Hey, here's Wingfoot. Let me walk you through it. Here's the eighth hole. Here's the seventh hole. And it just feels like we haven't been getting that aspect of it. I totally understand why, but it's just another thing that, that could have sucked. It could have kind of sucked you in. And it's true. And yeah, hey, and tr- call uh, send out send for our boy Zinger. Get Zinger over there. Get Zinger on a plane. Oh, you don't know how good this place is. It's so good. <laughs> in in terms of in terms of the leaderboard, you know, I think I think your heart is with Hideki. That's the guy you'd like to see end yes. up on top. He's one shot back heading into the final round. Is there anybody else, or you're you're kind of in the tank for Hideki at this well, point? Well, listen, you and I both did the same thing during the Masters, which was rude. And we were we wanted drama, so I we did. cheered against Hideki Matsuyama quite hard, and we were all praying for the choke. I was so happy when he blasted it over the green on 15 at the Masters, and we were all like, "Oh, that drama, drama!" That still doesn't feel real. He was in such command that he just it blasted it 20 move. yards past the green. And then Xander, who's leading this tournament, immediately let him off the hook on 16 and put it in the water that doesn't even exist. That's actually just like a drawing of water at 16 on that. Like, no one ever puts it in there. So Well, that's why they skipped the balls, because it actually has like a repellent on the top of, of the surface there. That's the pond they skipped the balls at, and I think that's why, because you can't go in, and somehow Xander found a way. So I – and then at the end of it when he won and his caddy did the bow and all the stuff after, I felt immediately incredibly guilty. 
I was just like, oh god, I definitely should have been cheering for Hideki. This was a huge moment for Japan. It's a huge moment for a huge nation that loves golf. So now, I'm all in on him. And I gotta ask you, I mean, we've watched a ton of Hideki over the last 10 years. Like, he's always in the mix at a lot of different tournaments. They were talking about this on the broadcast, and it was something I had noticed before even they said it. He is swinging hard. Are you noticing that? Like, have you yep. watched, uh, seen any of his clips or whatever? He was, like, swinging out of his shoes. And he's doing the classic Hideki thing. Like, there's this one shot. He hit a par th- onto a par three. <laughs> he strikes it. And it looked, sounded great, looked great. Hits his club on the ground, looks disinterested. And the broadcast, obviously tricked by it, were like, oh, he doesn't like that one. And I'm like, you haven't watched much Hideki then. And it, like, landed. It was like, a, it was, like 15 feet below the whole uphill putt for birdie. And it's just, and they're like, oh. Oh, and I was like, well, tell me you don't watch golf with telling me you don't watch yeah. golf. But um, I was I was really impressed with how he looked yesterday. I, I don't know what his relationship is to this course. Do you know what his relationship is to this course? No. Uh, but he seems to know it like the back of his hand. Like, I feel like maybe the grass in Japan, I don't know. He, he's got it. He's got it unlocked. His putting looks great. His ball striking, of course, has always been elite. So I'm all in on Hideki. I'm, I think it would be an incredible sporting moment, like for a for a nation in Japan. There, I guess it'd be so much better if there was fans. And boy, the COVID stuff with the Olympics right now is is not pretty. But it would be really really cool to see him win it. I I'm all in on Hideki. He seems like a spectacular guy, and I, I'm just really rooting for him. I I cannot go against anything that you said. I would not be sitting here upset at all to see Hideki winning. But you know, you know, you know where my heart is going yes. on this. Just a little lower, just two shots back of Hideki. Three with no shots, hat on. With no hat on. <laughs> three shots back of leader Xander Shoffley. It's Rory McIlroy. I just... For me, obviously, you know, I'm a Rory guy. I want to see him get off the schneid. And again, get off the schneid. He had a win this year. He has, he has won a tournament in the calendar year 2021. I know it doesn't feel like what, it. When was that? That was the uh, Farmers. Oh, Patrick yeah. Patrick Reed cheating, uh, cheating, and then he called a penalty on himself or tried to because he's a man of true integrity and oh, honor, yeah. uh, yes. Rory McIlroy, uh, when he has a hat on and when he doesn't. I just <laughs> – I would love to see him back in the winner's circle. The thing I was pounding, obviously, I – First and foremost, I would have loved to have seen a Canadian atop the podium. Not going to happen. If you told me the thing I could have next, I wanted one of those poor South Korean boys to get up there. Also, oh, not no. going to happen. Have fun in the Army, Sungjae, and Siwoo. Honestly, I feel awful. That sucks. Like it's it's well, terrible. Yeah. You're, you're saying there's a chance. Sungjae shot a 63 yesterday. So, okay, well, do it again. Got to yeah, do it again. If you shoot another 63, hey, you know what's hard? Shooting a 63. You know what's really hard? Years of military service on the line with shooting another 63. Anyways, continue. So those are, the, those are kind of the four guys I was pulling for at the top. And then after that, I just wanted a real winner. When we had the first day, and old Seb Straka Ugh. of Austria is up Ugh. there at eight under. He's two shots clear of everyone else. There's not even really another big name behind him. You're looking for them all, and they're all four, five, six shots back. I was getting really, really worried that we were going to have a ho-hum Olympic champ. And look, I mean, you, you could have a Mito Pereira get hot today, tonight, whenever the, the, uh, when, the, when the final round begins tonight, sure. But I just think there's enough kind of quality guys up there at the top that, yeah, Carlos Ortiz is not a, a household name, but that's a, real, that's a real guy. That's a real tour player who should be, in a, who, who is, you know, good enough to be an Olympic champ. Tommy Fleetwood, Shane Lowry, Abancer, Cam Smith, like the amount of guys lurking. We, we look at the top of that leaderboard, but in that tie for 11th, uh, those, it, it's Answer and Smith, and then our boy Guido uh, Migalazzi is also a part of that tie. Uh, we, we, did, we did want to talk about this as well. Some of the some of the looks on these Olympic mm. golfers, you know, because again, we think of the Olympics as the pinnacle of every sport, and it is the best. The best people in every sport are definitely there. There is no doubt about it. But just like every year, only four Americans can qualify for the for the U.S. team uh, for for golf because of the world rankings, and then you look at some of the other guys who get in. I watch so much golf, McKee. I watch Euro Tour. I watch LPGA. I watch the Euro Ladies Tour. I watch the A. I watch it all, and I'm seeing guys I've never heard of here. There are guys uh, in this tournament who look like the random single 
you get paired up with. It's like, hey, uh, this is Jim. He's a nice guy, and he gives you like when they're doing the when they're doing the introductions, and it's like from Canada, Corey Connors, uh, from Japan, Hideki Matsuyama, and from Antigua, some and and it just and they give even the wave when they're being introduced. It just looks like the wave, the awkward wave you get from across the starting green or across the tee box when the starter is pairing you up with some random single. Some of the looks on these guys just incredible at the Olympic Games. Yeah, the number one guy that blew me away. I think it was. I think this is the guy, but it was a guy from the Czech Republic, and it was Andre Leiser or Leiser. Uh, really great by me in pronunciation. Obviously a household name, but they like introduced him, and he was wearing like his outfit was horrific. But that's the thing that all the outfits are terrible. Like, not, is there one like the Canadian guys by far? Like, I'm not saying this because I'm Canadian and biased. But they have by far the nicest shirts. Like there's like they're that nice shade of red with those nice pants, the nice hats. Like they look great. But this guy was wearing an all gray outfit. Like the it was like this weird charcoal gray, a white belt. His pants were ill fitting. He was wearing no hat, and he had like horn rimmed glasses on. And I was like, this is legitimately Corey that you get paired up with at Lakeview. Like, this is what this guy looks like. And then he went out there and played like it. He's 10 over. So, uh, tough, tough. God, wouldn't that be discouraging? You know, like, I've never really played in a competitive golf tournament. But, you know, seeing these boys just dropping darts, birdieing every hole. And you're like, oh, yeah, I finished 10 over. That's got to be tough. Thank God there's not a cut for our boy Andre. But um, I've loved the characters. I, you know, I love Munoz on the tour. I love the I love the flex seal thing that, that is, everybody talks that's about. That's got to be the with. best sponsorship going, right? Like there so, can't be a better guy. I, I some of the outfits have been horrible, but like I just I love the characters in it. And you're right. Where's Marcel Seam when we need him? How did he not get into this? Yeah, the German it had to be. I mean, the German team. I hadn't heard of either of the other guys. Hurley Long. And again, it's that's so like funny. me after too many after too many butt heavies last night. Hurley Long. That's exactly what it sounds like. It's so funny just how. How, you know, like worldwide this game is. Like I was watching one of them, this guy, Ryan Falk. He's a big hitter from New Zealand and they're introducing him and they, he tees off. He's walking down the first tee and the, the British play-by-play guy is waxing poetic about his father. They're like, and of course his father, one of the great names in the history of all of sport. Steve Fox or whatever his name was. And I've never heard, and he's a rugby player. And it's just amazing how they're just, and again, it's because it's this worldwide feed. It's this yeah. worldwide audience, Where right? Everyone knows his dad. Yarns. Everyone knows his dad. Everyone. And it's just, it's it's been great to see. I've had a blast watching it. I do wish we had it on in kind of more standard hours because yep. this would be tremendous. Look, I'm going to watch a lot of Jays this weekend, but this would be tremendous to just have this wash over you. If it was like open championship hours and you had this getting going at 10 a.m. or something oh, yeah. like that, mm, it would be beautiful. So- also, talk about bad fashion. Uh, t- one of the Italian guys, not our boy Guido, the, the other Italian golfer. He's out there. He's going no hat. He's got the untucked shirt. It just says Italy, like, straight down the back, not across it. It's weird. There's been guys wearing man buns through the back of their hat. It's just – it has been look central. If you watch this tournament for nothing else – like, let me put it this way. Ian Poulter, circa 2002, would fit right in with some of this bad fashion. It's not the same type of bad fashion, but it's equally as bad uh, at the Olympic Games. Definitely. And I guess we would be remiss if we didn't mention the uh, Canadian boys. And we'll be talking about it with Mac Hughes. I'll be talking about it with Mac Hughes. With John McCarthy coming up here. But they both played great yesterday. Mac shot a yep. 65 yesterday. So they're both – I don't – like, look at – it's a, it's a really big task to get up to, you know, into the medal contention. But the fact that they, you know, kind of – they cleaned it up here. They're both, uh, you know, seven under. They're in the, in the top 20. It's nice to see. Nice to see our boys go over there and do us proud. You know, it's it's a, like a pretty stacked field at the top, but uh, I'm happy for those two guys. And let me keep banging the drum about this. I get it. I, I wholeheartedly understand. You're only going to get these players for a week. I, I get it. There has to be a way to do something other than just straight stroke play. There has to, has to be. Am I a little biased at this? Because Corey Connors and Mac Hughes are the the greatest alternate shot pairing in team history. Am I a little biased? Yes. But it just seems like there's got to be a way. Man, even if you do something of just something as simple as combine low score men's and women, like take Henderson Mm. or Elena Sharks, best 72 or just like uh, mixed doubles. 
Give me something. There has to be another way. Also, I get it. You're only going to get the best in the world for this. But I watch swimming, and we don't just send the best two swimmers. We got 100 of them down there. Why can't, I don't know, Stephen Ames and Mike Weir and Graham Gillette and, and you know, Brittany Thibodeau, any of these other Canadian players, just get want, them there. I'm sure they would love to play. You just want to have double. all the Canadian people together on the golf well, course. You just want to see that I one mean, pick. I mean, of course, I would love to see that, but I also want to see a world where the, again, I mean, yes, is it a little, like, we're never going to have the the golf world where it's like swimming, where you do the long drive and the long putt and a par three contest and 72 holes and a mixed doubles and all of this. Give me something else, just something else, please. And the thing that I think bothers me the most is, I could be wrong. I feel like most of the players would be on board with it. Like, what do you think Colin Morikawa, do you think it, or we'll choose Xander Shoffley because he's in the lead. Mm, bad idea. He, he's looking for a big tournament. Let's stick with Colin Morikawa. Do you think he would, it would mean as much to him to win the gold medal solo? Or would it mean just as much to him if he was able to win it in a, you know, a team event with Daniela Kang or one of the Cordas or, or whatever it may be? It seems like the players would be just as much and, uh, on board with they- this. I completely agree. I feel like they would be really down with that. Um, you know, it's a, and it's a great opportunity for them to kind of compete together that they would never, ever get. And it feels like the Olympics would be the perfect stage for that. So everything you just said there, that was a great little rant. And I completely agree with everything you said, Gunnar. That's not, that doesn't well, make for great radio. Imagine I was like, nah, they shouldn't play together. That's a terrible idea. No, nah, I liked it. So good job. Yeah, I, I will say, though, you know, we, we always talk about how wonderful our Canadian men are. And boy, they're good. But. Uh, Corey and Mac will be weighing down Brooke Henderson just a little bit, just a for bit. sure. They're all trying to be like her. Uh, they're all trying to be like her. That's Canada's golf superwoman. Uh, women's tournament gets going next week. A uh, couple of great metal threats. We talked a ton about uh, Connors. Talked a ton about Hughes, and we should. Uh, but Henderson is as good a metal threat as any. Elena Sharp's had some good cool. results as well. So we'll see uh, what happens there. Yeah, they're playing Go the ahead. same course. Yes, my understanding so, is they're playing the same course. Okay, great. Well, it's gonna be the winner is gonna be thirty-five under. Because yep. it's like these women, like, I, I don't know, they just they seem to rip these places up. Every time you see a leaderboard, it's like minus 27 or whatever. Like it's crazy. So uh, what the men are doing to this course, it gives me a uh, preview that it's going to be a birdie fest for the women as well because they rip up these courses on the LPGA Tour. Yeah, and the, the reason they do that is because they actually play smart golf. Not a lot of people other, other than golf. Brooke Henderson. Yeah. Other than Brooke Henderson, not a lot of people just grabbing driver and seeing uh, what happens out there. Again, uh, good luck to the Canadians uh, tonight as they try to uh, climb into medical attention. Tough task ahead. Uh, they're both tied at 17th right now, tied along with C.T. Pan of Chinese uh, Taipei. Brooke Henderson, Elena Sharp will be representing Canada next week. We're looking forward to that. You know what else we're looking forward to? Our buddy, big John McCarthy, Toronto Sun, national golf writer, always just so plugged in to everything going on. Tons of golf right up in this in the uh, sun as well. Always want to give them their due for that. We'll talk to John next when the golf show continues. Sportsnet 590 The Fan is on the Radio Player Canada app. Cast Sportsnet 590 The Fan from the app to a nearby TV with a Google Home or any Chromecast-enabled device. Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Sunday morning, the sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh Lord! What a song! Technical director extraordinaire Derek Brendeo. Get rid of the intro. That's our new song. McKee, I'm I'm steeped in golf lore. Do you know that one? I have never heard this song before. Do you, never heard you're it. shaking your head. Never heard it. Never heard it. Uh, I guess we'll bring on our guest, uh, Big John McCarthy, uh, national golf writer for the Toronto Sun. John McCarthy, you're steeped in the game of golf and all its lore. Have you ever heard that song before? <laughs> I have heard that song once. I, th- I made a comment on Twitter that something sounded like a good golf song, and I've received about three links to that song. Wow. There you, there you go. All right. There you go. Uh, again, you know, you always come on, flex the muscles. You're always, you're always reporting, yeah. talking to these guys. You know, you're down at the players as COVID striking. You're always where the action happens. Talking and now, to us from a tiki and, bar. And now, 
talking to us from a tiki bar, and now you know uh, what song that was, or at least you, you'd heard it before. So, John, uh, we've, we've been talking about the Olympics and how it's just had such a weird feel to it. I mean, part of it is definitely that we're all watching it at 1130 at night or midnight or into the wee hours of the morning. But just going from the Open Championship with the rush of fans and the tradition and everything that stands behind it to the Olympic Games where there are seven people following along with a group and uh, clapping politely. It's just such a massive schism from what we finally got used to seeing again. And it's just given the Olympics a kind of weird feel for me. Yeah, yeah, it has. And just, I guess, to flex a bit more muscle, I'm also wearing a clean shirt and pants today, so we're getting off to a good start. Wow, attaboy. <laughs> um, but it has been it has been very subdued looking. I mean, we finally got used to, or not used to, but we got to see what tournament golf is supposed to look like, you know, at the Open Championship and in some of the events leading into it. So it was so nice to have it back, and, and now we're, we're sort of back to this. And it's sort of at the same time where, on the horizon in some, you know, in America and stuff, you do see some things starting to close down again. So we got to hope this is not a sign of things to come and it's just uh, another one off and we can get back to enjoying tournament golf as it's supposed to be played. Yeah, and it's been a bit of a birdie fest, you know, 1,400 heading into the final round as the leader. Um, do you think that these guys are kind of like what we were talking about with the fans being there and now the fans being gone? Do you think that there's like, they kind of feel as though there's no pressure on them at this moment. I know they're going into a Sunday where they're going to be playing for a gold medal and that can change things. But just from my eyes, it really feels like these big boys don't feel a ton of pressure at this moment. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think there's something to that. I mean, like, I think like you guys are saying, it is dependent on, on the, the player involved, obviously, Matsuyama and, and some of the guys are feeling a different sort of pressure. And I think as this final round, it might it might sort of creep into it. Like, the way I was looking at it, we're, this is the Olympics, so it, it's a strange sport for the Olympics in that it takes, you know, five hours across four days. So I'm thinking the first two rounds are sort of like the qualifying rounds in, like, swimming, where, you know, you're there, nobody really watches them. You assume the first people will, you know, the main people will get through. And then the third round's like the semis. So I'm hoping that this fourth round will be like the finals, where the, the sort of as the pressure ramps up, as these guys see medals on the horizon. And... As far as the scoring, I mean, the course is so soft. It's 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 we deal with that at the Canadian Open sometimes. We get these we have these amazing golf courses, Hamilton, St. George's. But if the weather doesn't uh, work out, if you have a soft golf course and and the best players in the world, I mean, you could play a you could play any course in the world if it's soft and the greens are uh, inviting. These guys are gonna are gonna eat it up. But it's the Olympics. I think we want to see guys make birdie. I mean, it's supposed to be the the greatest, you know, athletes in the world showing what they can do. So I think if it was like a U.S. Open setup and not only do you have a bit of a strange sport in the Olympics, you have one that it appears these guys don't do very well. I think it might not be the best look for golf. So I like the fact that they're making birdies. Listen to the golf show on uh, Sportsnet 590, the fan here in Toronto, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, Sportsnet 960, the fan in Calgary, talking to John McCarthy, Brent Cunningham, Sam McKee. I'm so happy you bring up that point about you got to be careful with the difficulty because I was even thinking, and again, we watch, the, we watch golf in the Olympics the way we watch golf. We understand it. We know it. We're steeped in it. We, we know what we're looking at. But they were showing, I forget who it was, it was some, some golfer, and he was, on the putt, he was on the practice putting green, and he missed three or four straight ten-footers, some high, some low, some short, some long. And I can only imagine the kind of layman sports person is sitting there going, that's the best. That's the best, the very best <laughs> in the world is sitting here missing four or five straight putts with no pressure around him. It is such a such an interesting, weird sport. You know, I was making the point that and and you know, I maybe part of it's on me. I've been catching the the coverage in kind of bits and pieces. It just feels to me like with a venue that is so you know foreign to all of us there would be the broadcast would be better served to kind of have and I realize I'm talking on both sides of my mouth because I hammer the tour for this stuff when when it's a regular course we see all the time but it just seems to me like they could do a better job kind of explaining the course in and of itself and it feels like that's them being stuck between the two worlds of broadcasting a golf tournament and broadcasting the Olympics you know they don't talk to us about the track conditions when we're watching sprinting or the wind they just talk Mm -hmm. to us about Andre DeGrasse and it feels to me like for golf fans some of the stuff that you normally like, especially in those, as you put it so so smartly, the qualifying rounds, the first couple of rounds, that's when you learn about a course that you just don't have any history with. What, what do you make of that? 
No, I, I think you're right. I heard you mention that, and I, that's what I was thinking. It's, it's sort of it's always been about the athletes at the Olympics because basically a lot of the stadiums are the same. I mean, but it, 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 golfers want to hear about the golf course. I mean, it's Kasumi Gaseki. I think uh, I, I've got that right. It's uh, it's it's almost a hundred years old. It's a it's a looks like a classic parkland from reports I've heard from guys at the course. It's it's a it's basically a classic parkland. The grasses are, are a little different, like it's quite lush out there, but it's a tree lined parkland, something that here in Canada we might uh you know, we're probably sort of familiar with the type, perhaps not the grass, but um it it hosted the nineteen fifty seven Canada Cup, so there is some ties to Canadians, which then became the World Cup of Golf. You you probably remember these you know, the two man events that that happened, you know, most, uh, I think it's every two years, but it hosted the 1957 Canada Cup. And you mentioned about Hideki Matsuyama looking like he knows the course. Well, he he had two of his big early wins at the course. He won the Japan Junior in 09, and then he won the Asia Pacific Amateur there in two, the 2010. That got him into the Masters where he was low amateur. So he does have a, he's very familiar with the golf course. And I mean, under the pressure he's on, I think it would be a fantastic story if he could get it done. Yeah, so I was going to ask you here, outside of Matsuyama, which I think we can all agree would be the best storyline for this thing, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what are you looking at in that leaderboard? Who else would you like to see on top, bud? Well, I'd like to see the Canadians at least. It's funny, it's a strange golf tournament because I'd like to see the Canadians at least get in the top three, which you don't usually say when you're looking <laughs> at a true. golf tournament. Well, yeah. So I do think when you look at where they are, I mean, they're, they're a ways back, but you also have to keep in mind that they don't necessarily have to get to the top of this leaderboard. They have to get in the top three. So there might be a little glimmer of a door opening that might not, you might not think of as a normal golf fan. But the problem for the Canadians is that the quality of the players at the top of the leaderboard, there's so many uh, top players to sort of get through. Um, it will be hard. But, I mean, Hughes had eight birdies in, in round three. Um, and then he said he wished he could, could have got a few more out there. So his putting's finally come around. That's what he was missing. Uh, his, you know, his mid-range putting is, and long-range putting is always great. But he wasn't making those putts that he's sort of known for making. And they finally started dropping in round three. So, I mean, either one of them, the Canadian guys, is going to need you know something crazy low, 62 or 3, to see if they can somehow get into a medal hunt. But uh, the leaderboard looks great. And, I mean, as a limited field event, you've got with only 60 players in the field. And then a lot of them, as you mentioned, we haven't heard of some of them. So, it's a great chance for the best players that are there um, to get on the leaderboard, and a lot of them have. So it's uh, it looks like it's going to be a great finish. I uh, I haven't been sweating a Mac Hughes trying to get into the top three or some random number that's not one since he was trying to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs last yes. year. It was just putt after putt from Hughes down <laughs> that, the stretch. That if anybody, putt on if any- eighteen, that putt on eighteen was my most nervous golf moment of twenty twenty by far. I was just I could I could barely watch. Oh, the little seven-foot wobbler or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, out of the sand yeah. trap, the up yeah. and down oh, yeah, of the right. trap. Oh, God. And you talk about you talk about how good a putter Hughes is. That's why, you know, speaking of events, we'll never, ever get. That's why I want the long putt event. You know, long drive is a thing in the world of golf. I want long putts. I just want him to set <laughs> Mac Hughes up on a short course somewhere uh, and let him let him bring gold to, to us there. Um, you know, I, I, I've noticed this. I, I, I'm sure you have as well. Maybe something uh, the listeners don't realize is the, the extra coaching Canada has with them. Uh, the the Canadian guys have added their wives as a, as coaching uh, members of this team. It just seems to be like the vibe that these guys have gone into the event with. You know, they've known each other for so long. It feels like they've just kind of carried that through to to throw that aspect of it in as well. The fact they've got their wives over there with them as uh, technically uh, coaches because the the attendance is pretty tight. I thought that was a great story. No, no, I like that. I like that as well. And. It's funny because when I look at the every now and then I look at Olympic golf and I'm just not sure if, if it really in this form should even be there because it seems like you have some of the so many of the top players missing you know skipping out right I think there's seven of the top ten in the world not in the field only ten of the top twenty in the world are here so you know you get to thinking is this better served golf better served by having amateurs there but then you look at our guys and there's other a lot of other countries like like the Canadians where they're they are really thrilled to be there, and they do understand how special it is. So it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a strange one. It's a, same thing sort of happening in tennis over there, where it's, you're trying to figure out if if the sport with professionals belongs in the Olympics or it doesn't. I mean, my wife is a huge Olympic fan, and she's always saying, "Turn the Olympics on, and then I'll turn the golf <laughs> on, and I'll get I'll get the worst look from her." And she's like, "How is this in the Olympics?" 
and she was we were watching a well I don't even want to say who it was well he was an open champion in the last two years but he wasn't Colin Morikawa and she's looking at him and she's saying <laughs> how is that guy in the Olympics and I said and I started thinking I'm like well there's there's other sports where you don't have to be super fit and trim to be in the Olympics <laughs> she's like name one and I'm thinking and I'm thinking and I came up with, <laughs> I came up with sumo and she's like that's not in the Olympics. <laughs> so there is something odd about golf in the Olympics, but you know, as golfers, we love that it's there. We're just still trying, I think, trying to figure out the best form for it. And hopefully with it going to Paris next time, and then it's going to be at Riviera in LA the time after that, those are two great venues to bring, hopefully the best players in the world, as many as you can get into the field. And maybe, it, you know, the momentum will gain it and it'll, it'll become a, an Olympic sport that we don't look at a little bit sideways. It's it's so funny you mention that, John, because I was also watching the Olympics with my wife, and she made a comment about that very same golfer <laughs> that I think you're inferring to, saying that she thought Rory McIlroy was picking out the pants sizes for that team, and that's why I was <laughs> that way for him. So not a uh, not, not a uh, comment that uh, that was unique uh, to your house. And John, before we let you go, you are truly the guy we get on when big news breaks because we had you on. When COVID hit and you were down at the players, and this morning, Elliot Friedman reporting, Nick Ritchie signing with the Leafs. So there you are. Just always big news happening when you're I on think, the air. I think the COVID news might have been a little bigger. But I don't know. Not, not in my always world. always lead. Leafs always lead, baby. Uh, John, thanks so much for the time. Uh, enjoy the golf tonight, tomorrow, whenever we end up watching it, and uh, hopefully we get out soon. Let's swing them st- soon, Johnny. Let's do it. And I think Nick Ritchie is actually a member of a golf club that we know well here in the GTA. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. All right. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, John, thanks so much for the time. Uh, enjoy it when you get out next. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks, guys. There he goes. Little, love a little Leafs news. Hot on a uh, hot on a Saturday morning. And if there's one thing the country can unite uh, unite around, as we're on in Calgary and Vancouver as well, I know the fine folks out there love hearing me break in with Leafs news in, in the middle of the golf show as the entire golf, to bring it back to golf, because this is the center of the, uh, the universe, center of the country, the entire Canada golf team from Ontario. Elena Sharp-Hamilton, Brooke Henderson-Smith Falls, Corey Connors, Listowell, Mac Hughes-Dundas, Ontario, stand up. I knew you would appreciate my little rant there. Oh, yeah. So how are we going to get through this next 15 minutes of the golf show without talking about Nick Ritchie signing with the Leafs? I guess we'll, we could talk about, uh, you know. Well, uh, it, sounds we like, it sounds like you, as, our, as the producer of the golf show, have to uh, text the guest we just spoke to to see if he could round up a scouting report on, on Nick Ritchie's game is what it sounds like uh, you're going to be doing uh, in the break. Uh, obviously, we'll have a lot on that Leafs signing. Uh, there was another one last night. Sportsnet Today starts up at 9 o'clock. We're going to stick to golf here. Don't worry, folks. Uh, text line's always open, 590-590. Please include your name and location. Uh, going to take a look at the – continue to look at the Olympic men's golf tournament. Look ahead to the women's also. So give me a little preview of the FedEx Cup because, yeah, oh, the Olympic golf may be over. All the majors are in the rear view, but we still got a lot of golf left this year. FedEx Cup playoffs and, oh, maybe the most special tournament in all of golf. Is that blasphemy? The Ryder Cup is back. It's been way too long. Mm. We had the Ryder Cup in September. A lot of golf left in the year. A lot of golf talk left on the golf show here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Golf show here. A little cold open. (laughs) Cold open. The the Nick Ritchie news has just thrown everyone for a loop. And again, we'll have plenty on that at Sportsnet today when it starts up at 9 o'clock. Boy, we thought we had a lead with big Blue Jays trade and the Blue Jays are home. And all of a sudden, the Leafs uh, make a uh, depth signing and all of a sudden uh, reinvent the That's not a depth signing, baby. All right, let's talk golf. Yes, let's talk golf. Uh, Olympic golf tournament. We've talked about it a ton here. You know, I think I do want to kind of circle back and talk about the Canadians for a second. It is, it's a little, again, not frustrating, not disappointing, especially since they both cleaned it up. But if I would have told you this was going to be a birdie fest as opposed to a win it at seven or six under, I thought that would have played perfectly into both of these guys' hands. Like Connors and Hughes, again, given their games, it just seems like a birdie fest would have set up so perfectly for them. And they they pulled themselves back into it last night, but it just they've got to be kicking themselves just a little bit. They were weren't able to go low the first two days. For sure. And listen, it's guess what? It's golf. It's hard. Like it's you know you can kick yourself. At, 
these guys go whoever shot a 63 can go out there Sun JM can go out there and be like I shot a 63 and I missed a couple putts that's kind of the game that's kind of the why it's a perfect game because no matter how well you play gunner you're always going to be looking back at what you missed or what you did so that's kind of why it's the perfect game you can never really be perfect but yeah like they there there's birdies out there there is absolutely birdies out there and they've been having a tough go so um well, let me also sorry I wanted to wanted to throw this at you as well. Caddies in the Olympics. Should they get a medal? Definitely. They should, right? Cuz my understanding, I, so coaches don't get medals. Like when Canada wins hockey gold, Mike Babcock does not get a medal. What? Yeah, cuz it's Is that true? Yeah, that's my understanding is the coaches do not get do not get medals. That's garbage. So this is the thing, though. It's like we have, for example, yep. Abraham Answers caddy is Canadian. He is from he is from, I believe, Red Deer. So how could he get a cat? Like, could he? What? Yeah. How I did know. that happen? I don't know. He's a great. If you don't follow him on Instagram, the I Dale don't. Trail, I believe. Oh, he basically has taken Dave Portnoy's entire uh, pizza uh, review and just yep. does it with golf course hot dogs, pork missiles. And he has oh, hats. Grease yeah. missiles. Oh, yeah. I got to oh, follow. Yeah. You got yeah, to follow. You got to send oh, me that this account. Is, this is like a bucket list uh, get for the show. Uh, Abraham answers caddies over there with him. I thought the same thing. It does feel like there's no rhyme or rule. Like the person who sits at the front of the rowing boat telling them to row, that person gets a medal because they're part of the team. But the caddy who's walking off yardages and you you see no, everything that they have to do for Bryson. I'm with you. Uh, caddy should definitely, definitely get a medal. That, and yes, You blew my mind about the coaches don't get a medal. Yeah. For the Olympic hockey. Yeah. Don't get a medal. That sucks. I know. It's, it's well, kind I of mean, the here's most... the thing, though. Has there ever been a lead? Like, I mean, I could coach that team. Like, yeah. You know, like, oh, here, open the door. let me open that door for you, boys. Like, uh, that's all you need. Oh, yeah. Uh, just do that thing you do. Uh, just, you know, hold the puck the entire tournament. Just pass it around like you do. Just have the puck the entire time. So, yeah, I could coach Team Canada. Yep. Also, uh, McKee, yep. one last thing before we get out of here. You know, we usually come on. And talk a lot about all the golf we played, the golf we're going to play. I don't, I'll speak for myself here. Nose has been to the grindstone. I've been Me working too. a ton. I've been barely getting out. Do you have a tee time booked? When was the last I, time you got out? Yeah, you don't have... have how often in the How often in the summer can you say you do not have a set tee time on the horizon? Feels like almost never. And well, look, at what, look at what the world has done to you, McKee. We're grinding hard. Uh, you're going to be hosting all week with Borny on the fan, and uh, I'm looking forward to producing that, you know, throwing in my, my hot takes here and there to get you boys fired up. But uh, I don't feel the, the pressure to book those tea times that I'm going to be booking in the afternoon because they're much easier to get. Mm. The, the, you know, it's the 7 a.m. at Lakeview that I have to be getting on my computer a week in advance <laughs> right as when it comes on, right? Like, it's it's a much different situation, so I can get tea times in the afternoon. We played together at uh, Indian Wells in Burlington, which is a great little track. Uh, shot a 78, not a big deal. And then I played Lakeview a couple times. I played with Ben Ennis. Uh, we had a blast, and then I played a, a little uh, Twilight at Lakeview last week. So I played right. Lakeview a couple times. Pristine, in great shape, couldn't love it more. I have to it, mention it. There we go. I mentioned it, but it, it's did. honestly like it's great value. It's a great course. It's a true test. It gives you everything you need, and we had a blast. So there you go. Indian Wells, uh, home to the best, least favorite hole for me, probably in the GTA, the 800-mile-long uh, par 3. Oh, yeah. 250 down the hill, and it's par yeah. 3. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, we're chipping and putting uh, more more times than not uh, after after the first tee shot there. McKee, always love talking to you. We'll have an Olympic champ next time we talk, and we'll be in the throes of another Olympic golf tournament. FedEx Cup around the corner. Ryder Cup's coming up. Again, the Olympic golf tournament may be done. The majors may be done, but me and McKee aren't going anywhere. Keep listening to the golf show on sportsnet 590 the fan planning a summer adventure hun i got the blanket picnic basket and sun umbrella maybe you're in search of a local gem great i have the sunscreen and maps or maybe you're heading out to the lake i've got the canoe paddles and water skis what else do we need uh a bigger car before you go on your adventure make sure you have the right auto insurance Get a complimentary policy review from CAA Insurance, even if you're not a CAA member. Visit CAASCO.com for details. Auto insurance is underwritten by CAA Insurance Company. This is the sound of medicine. 
When you stay at a Ronald McDonald house close to your sick child, family is medicine. And right now, it's helping Ryan battle leukemia. When families stay together at a Ronald McDonald house near the hospital, sick children get stronger. It's the Subaru Adventure On Sing Along. With legal on backup vocals. The more that we adventure, adventure, adventure. Do it safely. The more that we adventure, the happier we'll be. Keeping a safe distance between yourself and others. Take your kayak down to the lake. Bring a life jacket. With the boxer engine, it's a piece of cake. May contain gluten. Get outside safely inside a Subaru. Enjoy great rates. Really great. From 0.5% and shop safely at the Adventure On event. When your job is taking you to new heights, we've got your back. We are Work and Wear. And during our fall protection sale, we've got all the best brands in fall protection under one roof, including safety harnesses and lanyards starting at just $39.95. Roofer kits complete with 50-foot rope now on sale from just $149.95, plus so much more. Visit Work and Wear in Markham or Scarborough or workandwear.ca. Hurry, sale ends July 31st. Girls and women are powerful. Powerful, strong, and tenacious, but they're also underrepresented and underserved in Canadian sports as athletes. Why are there so few girl teams? I, even I know I have the commitment. But where are our where resources? Are all the women coaches. Does anybody care? Does anybody, Does care? anybody really care? At Canadian Women in Sport, we are dedicated to making sport more inclusive so that all girls benefit. You can do your part by listening, learning, and making changes that will make sport inclusive for girls. Learn how at womenandsport.ca. What's the best buy on the Canadian landscape? John Deere compact tractors from Green Tractors. And right now, they'll pay you if you can wait a bit for one. Just pre-order any compact tractor and get bonus savings up to $700 off. So don't settle for anything less than a John Deere. Good things come to those who wait. Head to Green Tractors to see all the pre-order offers or visit greentractors.ca. $500 down payment required. Offer ends August 1st. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Today may seem like just another day. Same morning smoothie. Same gas up for the grocery run. Same checking of your bank balance. Huh. But with RBC Vantage, today unlocks powerful benefits. So that smoothie now earns rewards points when you pay with debit. Oh. Gassing up the car unlocks savings at Petro Canada. Oh. And checking your bank balance in the RBC mobile app unlocks a personalized budget in seconds. Ah. RBC Vantage. Unlock powerful benefits every day with an RBC personal bank account. CJCL Toronto, Toronto Sports Radio, Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Listen live at sportsnet.ca slash 590 through the Sportsnet app or the Radio Player Canada app. A Saturday morning signing. I'm Maria St. Germain with your Sportsnet Central Update. Some breaking news according to Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman. He's hearing forward Nick Ritchie is close to joining the Leafs on a two-year deal with an AAV of $2.5 million. The winger scored 26 points in 56 games for the Bruin last season. Toronto also signed another former Bruin, inking forward Andre Kasha to a one-year $1.25 million deal. To baseball, Friday was a busy day on and off the field for the Blue Jays, the team making some moves ahead of the trade deadline, acquiring pitcher Jose Barrios from the Twins in exchange for prospects Austin Martin and Simeon Woods-Richardson. The Jays also acquiring reliever Joaquin Soria from the Diamondbacks. While on the field, the Jays were playing at Rogers Center for the first time since September of 2019, and it went as well as it could as they took down the Royals 6-4. Bo Bichette and Teoscar Hernandez going yard in the win. Bichette speaking post-game saying, it feels good to be back. Everybody's looking at each other like, man, I got the chills. You know, I'm about to, I'm holding back tears, stuff like that. I mean, I said after the game, it's hard to explain, you know, um, the feeling. We've just kind of been trying to pretend like we had a home. And, you know, it's difficult to do for two years. So when we finally came back here, it feels like a definitely a big weight off our shoulders. The two teams continue their three-game set today as a 307 first pitch on Sports.